Hey there, what is good? This is another episode of Film Streak. My name is Rob, and every episode here on Film Streak, I like to take a look at some new movies that I've been watching and uh, just kind of let you know what they're about and let you know what I think about them. Now, that's maybe nothing special to most people in most times, but for me, I feel like I've watched a lot of movies in my lifetime, and so here's a chance to see some things I've never seen before, maybe expand my horizons a little bit, get that watch list, get those numbers down. Because there's so many movies I want to see I've never seen, or maybe I've just uh, just ignored and, and put off. And so now I'm trying to do that. And so, look, I've been doing a lot of movies that are kind of themed around certain things and uh, certain genres or certain types of stories. One thing I kind of got away from a little bit, but I want to I do that with this episode, is I want to get back to some documentaries. Documentaries are always fascinating to me because I feel like it's, it seems like it would be easier to create or produce than a narrative piece of work, a scripted drama, let's say. But if you think about how much time is involved and how much things can change developing this kind of a story or this kind of a piece based on what happens in real life. When you look at it that way, I feel like documentaries are really their own beast and there's something to be celebrated and admired for how much work and not even the work, but the dedication to complete it, to see it through. Because as much as a documentary is really freeform and up to whatever circumstances happen in reality, it also depends on the time and the effort of the people behind it. And a film can take years to develop and produce, but a documentary on its own can take years, just in the same. And there's no real plan to it sometimes. Sometimes things change in the middle of what you're doing, and now you've got some other beast that you got to deal with. So I really like documentaries, and, and of course, documentary series have become a whole new thing with streaming. I feel like they're just blowing up. It's like taking over so many different streaming services, all these documentary series, which are great. Here, I just want to look at some documentary films. And I also want to do something that acknowledges and celebrates this year really kind of being the, uh, uh, being a landmark for hip hop. And as a musical genre, as a cultural movement, as a way of life, all of that, I want to acknowledge and and just look at some documentaries that go into that. And not necessarily from a bigger point of view, but maybe focused on some artists. And so, look, there's a great PBS documentary series that's happening right now, that's airing right now. Um. And it's uh, Fight the Power, How Hip-Hop Changed the World. I mean, it's a great thing. I think it's produced by Chuck D. And it's got a lot of, got a lot of big picture stuff on the entire movement and the, and the music and, and the artists. And so that's something to check out. I'm not going to talk about that here because that is a much bigger thing. Here I'm going to talk about some films that uh, maybe more focus on the artists themselves and how they got into the game. Here with Filmstreak 206, something from nothing, the art of rap. It didn't start out as a popular culture movement. It didn't even have pop culture ambitions. 
We're not supposed to be thinking like this. We're not supposed to be talking like this. We created something from nothing. We wanted to hit everybody across the head with a sledgehammer, like, listen to what we're doing out here. There has to be a method for the madness. I don't like looking at you. Fix your pants, fix your hat. What are you doing invading my home? Why are my kids liking your music? What's going on? Back in the days, we used to call it the dozens. Slaves would start saying, your head's bigger than your neck, and that makes you a lollipop. Ah! It's a folk art. It's folk music. We took the record player and turned it into an instrument. Here's this world, you know, that you may not know about. And the people who lived in that world from the other side of the tracks gave them a voice. Hip-hop didn't invent anything. Hip-hop reinvented everything. Lyrics is what rap is all about. Rhymes that paint pictures for people. This is some of my purpose. This is my perspective. Say something with some dignity behind that rhyme. I mean, you can consider Dr. Seuss a rapper. They think you're just talking over a record. It's Q-Tip's voice. It's Snoop's swag and personality. What's your style? My style, I would say, is Taekwondo. There you go. Hip-hop is a masterpiece, but nobody painted it all. When you talk about hip-hop, we talking about the whole movement. Let me tell you something. make yourself hungry. That's just the way I do. I'm a little bit tough in the studio, but everybody's happy once they come out of the booth. I don't have no business wearing saggy jeans. <laughs> you don't want to get rich and die trying. <laughs> I act like the mic cut off. Yo, 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 the mic cut off. <laughs> get them suckers off the stage. They whack. <laughs> Thank you for letting us be ourselves. Rap is not pop if you call it that to stop. I'm not BET or MTV. I'm H-I-P-H-O-P. Freestyle. <laughs> All right, so this is a documentary. It was uh, released in 2011. It's directed by Ice-T, and he also narrates and really kind of gives us the tour of a lot of artists that are still in the game, maybe not as popular or as uh, high profile as they once were, but they're still out there. They're still doing their thing. And here he's given us a chance to hear from them directly, both how they feel about their work, and also where they got started. And there's a lot of great moments here where we're seeing different artists from the early days of rap. You know, we've got uh, Run DMC, Salt and Pepper. We've got, um, I'm trying to think, who else is? Rakim is in here, Dougie Fresh. There's a lot of early names that if you if you were into the music then, you know who they are and you know the music. And we're getting their take on it, like what it was to kind of see this thing growing and seeing how it became such a big movement. Having that perspective, I think that's important, you know, with any kind of art form, with any kind of musical genre, it's good to know the background, know the history, know the beginnings. And here we really get it. Plus, we also get to hear the music. There's enough songs kind of laced through the whole thing that we get a sense of where we are in time based on the music that we're hearing. And also, you know, when we get some of these artists on camera and they're kind of given their perspectives on things, we also get some freestyles in there. Some of it, it just shows you like, it doesn't matter if they had hits 20, 30 years ago, they still got it. It's good to see that. I, I mean, I appreciate that 
acknowledging all these artists from that era of rap, but also seeing that they're still around, they're still doing their thing. Now, a lot of where this film starts, obviously it, it starts with New York and the origins of, of the musical genre. It doesn't really go into any of the other parts or let's say the elements of hip hop. You know, there's nothing really about the art scene of it, you know, even like tagging or, or just the the visual elements of it. There's not really a lot about performance or like, you know, breakdance and all that stuff was a, a big part of it in the early days. And even, you know, there, there's not a lot to like musical production, let's say. Like even the musical element doesn't really go into that too much. You know, if you have a couple of producers in here, you know, it's really focused on rhyming and and different artists and finding their their voice and their flow and and how those all had to be distinct and they had to be unique in the early days. You had to set yourself apart. So, you know, I I would say if you're looking for that kind of stuff, there's probably other documentaries out there that lean more into that. Um, But here we're really focused on the artists, finding their personality, finding their style and really finding their voice and how that has changed over time. You know, we go with the earlier artists from New York and, and all that region. But then we do see and we do hear from artists in other parts of the country, you know, especially as hip hop started to move to the West Coast, you know, into the well, like mid to late 80s. You know, we get uh, a lot of West Coast rap. We get like NWA. We get Ice-T, of course. Um and then we even get uh, other artists from different parts of the country. You have even Kanye from Chicago. You know, you've got uh, Bun B is in there from my part of the world. You get Eminem from Detroit. You know, you, you start seeing these different regions of the country popping up with their own style and even their own messages. The only problem is this documentary was made in 2011. And in the last dozen or so years since then, there's been even more artists and even more parts of the country that have found a voice and become prominent, really. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's come out of Atlanta in just the last 10 years that uh, you probably couldn't have foreseen necessarily. I mean, you had some artists that were already doing it even back, you know, in 2000s. Here in the last 10 years, I mean, we've got a lot of new artists that really have gotten into the spotlight and they've really taken over in a way. And so... You know, keep that in mind. If you're looking for, hey, there's not, they're not representing these other artists out here that are even hot today. Uh, that's not what this is. This at least gives you the background. You know, this gives you a lot of the foundations. It gives you the fundamentals, who people are, what they did, you know, the, the style that they brought to it. And when you look at who's out there today or even who's out there in the days to come, you kind of know maybe where they came from, maybe where their influences were. You get to see those people right here. You know, whether it's KRS-One or Nas or uh, Chuck D, they're all in here. You know, people that that bring real, real messages or real style. They really set set some high bars for the genre. And maybe you can see where other people that are coming after them now where they're going with it, what's inspiring them. So, you know, the only thing I would say that I maybe would have liked to see a little more of with this documentary is that 
it does focus on a lot of artists, right? There are a lot of artists that are in here that get their say, get their moment. And I just know that even though they were the artists that most people would recognize and maybe the most, you know, the highest profile faces and names, there's a lot of other people that came through in the 80s and 90s and 2000s that could have been in here that represented some things in the movement, in the culture that uh, are even more nuanced. So, you know, maybe this could have been a little bit longer and maybe had a few more artists in there to really speak on how they brought their own style, their own message to it. You know, for instance, it was a group called Arrested Development. And I remember basically the, the MC of the group, his name was Speech. And, you know, I remember when they dropped that album, that first album, even their first single, Tennessee, like that was such a different thing. And it was so unique and it had a whole different vibe. It wasn't gangster rap. It wasn't, you know, about the streets. It wasn't about hustling. It wasn't about none of that. It was about people. And it was about the things we go through in life and relationships and stuff. And, you know, you could say, well, that's kind of soft or whatever, but it was a different thing. And it honestly, I feel like it broke through a couple of barriers with some people, with audiences, you know? I mean, you could even take that back even further. It's like, you know, RIP, True Goy, but De La Soul, that was a big deal. You know, when De La Soul dropped in the late 80s, I think it was, you know, around what, 87, 89, something like that, people didn't know what to make of that. They didn't really understand what these guys were doing. What was the sound? What were the, what were they saying? This didn't make no sense. It didn't line up with anything else that was out there. And so being able to maybe see them and, and get their perspective on it, I feel like that was missing. I don't remember seeing them in this documentary. There's a lot of people in it, but I don't remember De La Soul in here. And so, the, you know, the, there's some of that. There's, there's a little bit of the, the artists that were maybe on the fringes a little bit that I don't think really got, got a moment here. But all that said, you know, there's plenty of other documentaries and honestly, you just go check out the music. This is cool to just kind of get you a little bit of a background, get you started, but really go, go find the music. That's where you really hear it. That's where you're going to get it for real. So overall, I mean, I would recommend this, especially if you don't have the history of it. You know, if you're like under the age 30 or 35, you you're probably not going to know a lot of these artists unless you do your homework, unless you study up, you know? So here, this will at least be a good way to get to see those people, get to hear from them, and you even get to hear their music and and maybe give you something to go look up. You know, go look up that album, go check out that single, go see what it was and understand the context of when it dropped and how it hit and what it meant to people. So that's... 206, something from nothing, the art of rap. Okay, so here we go. Number 207, Cypress Hill, Insane in the Brain. Insane in the membrane. Somewhere in here, there is Cypress Hill. Never thought we'd be making history. I am the international smuggler extraordinaire. Be real. 
mugs and salmon were everything that hip-hop needed to be. Cypress comes from our generation where you had to be different. The music wasn't so big yet. Cypress Hill came and just kind of kicked that door in. We went from playing in front of 16 people to 150,000. They were like beautiful train wrecks. The sound of marijuana is Cypress Hill. It was very taboo to talk about it at the time. We were all trying to get it legal. Yo, y'all got to be the Cheech and Chong of this motherfucker. No extra charge, Cypress Hill. <laughs> Cypress Hill comes out. Not only were they Latin, they represented the Latin culture on the West Coast. Cypress Hill went deeper into it like few hip-hoppers have ever gone before. We will hit you like this. They transcended hip-hop. They went beyond hip-hop. Are you trying to get crazy with this scene? All right, so here we go. This is a documentary from very recently, 2022, and it's directed by Esteban Oriol, which, uh, from what I understand, the, the photographer and the videographer and the tour manager and everything for the group, Cypress Hill, um, who documented so much of their beginnings, you know, from the very early days, even before like cutting demos and, you know, doing all that early work all the way through to today. And so you get a lot of stuff that's documented. It's in photos, even video footage. And it's cool to see that because for me, look, I remember Cypress Hill dropped the first album. I remember hearing the song the very first time, uh, How I Could Just Kill a Man. I remember hearing that in that movie, Juice. It was like in one scene. And I was like, what is this song? Because they were, you know, the song, if you know it, if you heard it, it's got that sample from Tramp in there. And I just remember thinking the way it's looped and the way it drops and hits in the, in the movie, they're like, Oh, this sounds, this sounds hard. When I found out who that was, like what song that was and who that group was, I said, I got to check this out. I got to see some more. And that album, that, that first Cypress Hill album, that was actually for me, that was the first hip hop album I bought on CD. You know, I had bought some cassette tapes back in the day. I said, I want to get into the CDs, man. The CDs is like a thing now. And so that was the first hip-hop album I bought. I remember buying it even at the time. I was like, they had the parental warnings on the on the covers of them. And it's like, well, you couldn't buy it unless you were 18 or 17 or whatever. And I think I was not just shy of that. I wasn't quite there yet. So I had to kind of make that work. I, had to, I went to this record shop. It was like a little tiny independent record shop in the town where I lived. And I said, oh, they got this. And I said, well, I'm just going to slide up to the counter with this. And I had something else, another album, another CD with it. I said, well, let's see if this kind of passes. You know, let's see if I can get through here. And dude checked me out, got out the store. And I was like, crack that thing open. Like, let's drop it in. Let's see what's up. And man, I tell you, like, listen to that first album. I haven't listened to it in a minute, but in this documentary, you get a, a good sample of a lot of their songs, but especially that early, that first album, a lot of those early demos. That's cool to just hear that stuff again. And it takes you back, man. It, it takes me back to that vibe. I mean, that was like a whole new thing. The sound they brought, the the messages they were bringing, and even just the the tone, you know, the, it was like, I don't know, these dudes, they, they just sounded dangerous. 
you know? And, and also like for me, just being a, a Latino group, it meant something else of like, they weren't just speaking about a world that I kind of knew, like I was kind of aware of. They were speaking about a world that like I was actually in. And I don't mean like in a world that's like gang culture or none of that. I, I didn't roll with any of that kind of stuff. But just, you know, the the language or some of the slang sometimes or just the almost just some of the mentality, you know, it's like it's just a little bit different. And so to me, it really spoke to me. It really meant something to me. And I followed them through all the years, you know, all the way up until their most recent album. I, I've still been there. And the thing I realized, though, watching this documentary is like, I know all these dudes. I, I recognize them by name, by face and everything. I get the, the everything they bring to the group. But I never really dug into how they got to, how they evolve, you know, how they, how they become the staples that they are today. To me, it was more a little bit more of a personal experience, just like, you know, checking out the new album, hearing the songs, really vibing to it, and just thinking, oh, okay, this Cypress Hill coming through with another another joint. No pun. But I'm just saying, every album that came out, I was like, okay, this is solid again. You know, I, I f- I'm feeling something in here again. But looking at this and really understanding the background and the and the thinking that went into the music. And even some of the things they had to deal with along the way, uh, it just opened my eyes a little more. You know, I was really able to appreciate more what these guys were doing on a different level. And so, you know, you when you see that, you understand the backdrop. Like these guys, they were basically fighting against the odds the whole way through, just trying to get on, just trying to get started. You know, once they got that first album out, even though that's an accomplishment, like it didn't really move a lot. You know, it didn't move a lot of copies at first. But as time went on, you know, the audience came to them because it's a very specific style, it's a very specific sound and a message. And once those two things lined up, they were good to go, you know? And that's cool. That's that's like a real... You know, it's different, I think, than maybe most other artists' fan base, it seems like. It seems like it's it's much more like a community, you know? I mean, I, I even think back to the days of, like, the Grateful Dead and the Deadhead. And I kind of feel like that's the thing here, in a way, you know? It's like, if you know, if you're down with Cypress Hill, you know what it's about. That's real dedication. And, man, for an artist to put something out into the world, to know like you people that are going to be there, that love what you do and they got you back. That's a, that's a big thing. So I guess the only thing is I just never been to a show, you know, and maybe I'll change that one day, but at this point, you know, I take it for what it is. I'd still enjoy the music and I still like the vibe. So um, for me, this is a recommendation. It's certainly uh, an eye opener. Like I said, you get to see, a lot of behind the scenes stuff that, you know, if, if you're not a dedicated hardcore fan, you either may have not ever gotten, gotten a chance to see, or maybe it was just never seen before by anybody. You know, a lot of this, it seemed like it's real, like never before seen footage. You know what I mean? So this is cool to really get this peek behind the curtain, see what these guys are about and, and really understand a lot more of what informs the music. So recommendation for me, 
Cybersale and Sane in the Brain. All right, this next one here, let's get into it. Number 208, Biggie, I got a story to tell. That's all it was. That's all it was, was a dream. Something special is about to happen. My boy get three heads, he get nervous. Yeah, I can't be, you know, looking like, you know, 21. True. I'm going to keep that 18. You know the 18 feel, you know what I mean? My son was a very smart kid. He was already writing since elementary. I was initially trying to groom Chris to be a jazz artist because he was so talented. Every summer, Chris would come back from Jamaica. He would be a sponge to just so much more that was outside of our scope. He was like, I got to get us off the streets. I'm just trying to rip the hardest rhymes. A lot of the bad decisions came from wanting to provide. He told me he was working. I believed him. You want to do this? I need you to commit to this. No, you can't do both. He disrespected my house. That wasn't my son. You understand me? Oh, yeah. Having to sell drugs on the corner to this. We saw the stars. He's the hottest thing smoking right now. Boy, I'm gonna get right with the coochies all the time. Where we at? Where we at, y'all? Where we at? We in Detroit. We in Detroit. Biggie blew up overnight. You have no. Origins from what rap planet this guy came from. Spread love, it's the Brooklyn place, son. Yeah, yeah, y'all. I was happy that he was making something with his life. Peace and love. They got a gifted talent that saved a lot of people's lives, but his. All right, so this is a documentary from 2021, and it's directed by uh, Emmett Malloy. And this, just like the Cyber Sale documentary, it's got a lot of footage from his early days, a lot of photos and, and a lot of background on who Christopher Wallace was. You know, and it's, it's really tragic, it's really sad that we never got to see anything that came his way, that anything that anything that he could have done with his career, with his talent, with his music, beyond the age of 24. I mean, that's that's a heartbreaker, man. I mean, and there's a lot of artists have been gunned down, been taken too soon, all that kind of thing. And, you know, you, you don't want to see that for nobody. But for me in particular, I just feel like I really connected with Biggie's style, with his sound, even some of the messages, you know, or at least as I understood them at the time. You know, when I heard the first album, Ready to Die, I, that was an album I had on repeat constantly. And 
you know, there's a lot of people that, that bring up the East Coast, West Coast, Biggie or Tupac, whatever, who you want. You know, it's like, we could have both. We should have had both. And so it don't got to be either or. And for me personally, I, I just lean more towards Biggie, you know? And that's where I just feel like it's a shame. It's a tragedy that we only got two albums. And we never really got to see him grow as an artist, him develop into someone who's maybe more mature, maybe gets to a point where you can be more reflective on what you've done or things that you are doing, things you're going through. You know, we got to see that with Jay-Z, right? We got to see somebody start from a young age and talk about the days in the hustle and how they got out of that and how music brought them to a new place and how dealing with music and the music industry and, and fame and everything, how that took it to a different level. And even looking back on it, you know, looking back on like what is meant to him throughout his life and all that. Right? And it's like, man, I wish we could have seen that with Biggie. And so in this documentary, you know, we, we don't get any of that, obviously, but we do get to at least look back at his beginnings, you know, even to the days of him being a kid growing up and his mom, you know, making it a point to take him to Jamaica every year as a kind of an annual trip and how that influenced him, how that maybe showed him a little bit outside of the world that he lived in, you know, the, the neighborhood, the block that he was on, he got to get a taste of something else. And I mean, I could say is like as a, you know, grown up in a neighborhood that wasn't that great, and maybe not having the resources to get out of it very much. Those times when you could do that, it meant a lot, you know, to, to see that there's other stuff out there. There's possibilities, there's opportunities, there's different people to meet, there's different things you can do with your life. Like that, to me, that kind of, I don't know, that connected, you know, getting to see that. And so to know that that was a part of his life and his childhood, and that maybe drove a little bit of his ambition you know, uh, unfortunately, he maybe went the wrong direction at first by getting into the drug game. But when he finally turned to music as a way out, as like a legit way out, and and found success, and, and you just think, well, man, here's, here's a guy who everything, he, the, the path is laid out for him now. It's like, it, it can be a cakewalk. You just got to stay on the path. But the idea of watching a, a young artist come up from nothing and even struggle through a lot of hardship and find success and really have a mind for it too, you know, that's, that's something that I think maybe goes a little underestimated, you know? You know, I feel like sometimes these artists get maybe misrepresented or, or just misunderstood as being thugs. And I know that's the act, but to be successful in this kind of thing, to be successful at anything, really, you, you got to have some smarts on you. You know, you got to have something going on upstairs to get anywhere. I mean, you could just be a thug or a criminal or whatever, you know, but the people who that's all they're about, they don't go nowhere. And so here is like, you getting to see examples of people, even Cypress Hill, you know, Be Real talks about he, 
he was into some of the gang culture and it got caught up in it. And he's like, I got to make a change. And here, same thing, you know, Biggie's like, he was doing the drug thing and he's, you know, according to this, he's making more money doing this than anything else he could have possibly done as a kid. And so when the, the time came, he, ha- he hit that crossroads of like, where do I go next? And he fortunately made the turn towards music. I, you know, that's smarts right there because it's a lot of work and it's not an easy road. Certainly not as easy as just, you know, slinging whatever. But you apply the same mentality, the same drive to it, you can get there. And he did. And so that's why I think this at least shines a light on that, you know, of making that transition from being a child, living through kind of a harder childhood, you know, not coming up with the best environment and the best people around him necessarily, but still against those odds, becoming an international superstar, you know, that's a big deal. And so uh, this is a recommendation for me, especially because I feel like getting to revisit that time that music the 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 whole the whole vibe that was going on then uh it was a nice um it was a nice look back you know and unfortunately i mean it does end with the funeral that really you know it, i feel like honestly that funeral really just changed changed the the course of history for hip hop you know, Tupac was killed in 1996, and that was tragic. And it meant, uh, I mean, it, it hurt a lot. It, it meant a lot when it happened to a lot of people, a lot of fans, audiences were like, you know, really brought down by that. And then the next year, same thing with, you know, supposedly the same person that was, you know, in beef with him. It's like, okay, we kind of closed the book on that in a way. And it's sad that it had to even happen like that. But when it did, I feel like there was a whole change in attitude about, okay, all this beefing and stuff is gone too far now. And we got to, we got to change something. We got to make a change. We got to do something different. We got to watch our words, whatever it is. And that really, I don't know. I, in my mind, from what I could see, it seemed like it really changed the tone of things. You know, I'm sure there was still a lot of artists out there still bringing a lot of gun talk and all that. But bigger, popular artists, they were backing away from it. They're like, this is this is not cool no more. We can't talk about this no more because then it becomes real and then everybody's got problems. You know, it's only more recently that that's kind of started to spring up again. And, and I wish it wouldn't. You know, you would think people would learn from this kind of thing that happened. But all that said, this documentary, I feel like it's a recommendation, especially if you're a fan, even if you're not a fan, just to understand, again, understand the fundamentals, you know, kind of know the history here. So that's 208. That's Biggie. I got a story to tell. All right, one more here. Let's get to this last one. This is 209, Untrapped, the story of Lil Baby. Lil Baby already cemented himself as a super important part of this generation. He's putting distance between himself and other people. 
He just continued to evolve. This guy's the truth. And I'm seven years old, and I am a... Put that uh, thing back, honey. I never wanted to be a rapper. I was already young and turned in the streets. With or without rap, he was gonna get some money. Like, he was fucking up millions of dollars before he made one song. I always mad at him, like, nigga, listen, nothing come out of what you're doing but prison. Or death. But after I got locked up again, my perspective changed. America has a system in place. And it's designed for us to fail. It's a trap. I couldn't go back to prison. All right, play back what I had from the top. I became an artist. I gotta learn how to talk to the crowd. It's something to say. The people to stand for. He put it all on the line. All of it on the line. A new life you could create for yourself in music. Baby represents the American dream. That's a hundred thousand, man. That's a hundred thousand. How much is it? Two hundred thousand. I'm living proof. Running up the paper like I never would have thought of. Make sure everybody because that's the way that I was brought up. Your breakthrough comes from your sacrifice. I'd never be trapped again. All right, so I just talked about a documentary that addressed a lot of the beginnings of rap and the, the beginnings of the genre and the musical styles, but didn't really get into anything more recent. And I feel like that's, it's not necessarily an oversight, but it is something that it's got to be addressed. You know, you, you can't have a documentary set in a point in time and expect nothing new is going to come after that. And so now here's our chance to do that in a way. This is a very recent documentary, 2022 also. And this is documenting the, the rise of I, from what I can tell, one of the bigger stars of today's hip hop scene. And it's an artist, a young man come out of Atlanta and something that I think we see in common is, is, is a youth that was maybe heading in the wrong direction, maybe getting into some things that were going to land him in trouble or land him in the ground. Right. And I, you know, he decided to go hard into that, lean into it and go for the money, which is understandable. It's like, you're looking for a way out. Money gets you a way out. Money gives you the options. And so when the opportunity for music and a career there presents itself, it's a lot more work. And especially if you're not quite on your game. And and at least that's the thing I like about this documentary is we get to see an artist actually really develop, you know, and some of the others, we see some people that had some talent and they just weren't using it until they decided to flip that switch and go for it. And here we see an artist who maybe didn't have his talent really refined. He, he didn't have it polished yet. He didn't have his flow down yet. He was more just on the scene. He was just a part of the culture there. And it took some producers who had quality control. The, the founders there, they were really 
trying to guide him, trying to get this guy on the right path and get him into a, a lane where a career in music could be big and could give him more opportunities, give him more of a life than he ever would just hustling. And so here we get to see that, you know, and look, I, I gotta be honest. I don't know a lot of little baby's music. I could maybe name a handful of songs that I've heard once or twice. Now, the thing is they're catchy enough and they, they got hooks that you can't really deny and you can't really forget. Cause I've heard some songs in the documentary and I'm like, wait, I've heard this song before. And I'm, you know, I'm not really up on everybody who's, you know, hot right now. I'm probably, you know, my age, my, <laughs> my generation, like I'm, I'm probably a little further back, you know, I'm not as caught up. So I admit that, but I can say, I understand. And I hear a few of the songs here and I, and I recognize them, but you know, some of the critiques that are addressed here in the documentary is like, I, I don't get what, I don't get what this kid is saying. I can't even, like, I literally can't understand the words coming out of his mouth, you know? And if there's anything I would say with this documentary is like, show me this guy is growing and maybe it's too soon, but you see this beginnings of, of someone who they don't really have their talent refined yet. Still filling it out, but also not really very, here's what I was about to say. He's just not very media savvy, but maybe that's the thing, right? You don't want to be, you don't got to be. It's like, why can't he just do his thing, right? And so I think if you look at it from that approach, you know, okay, it makes sense. Let the man be himself. But at the same time, it's like, if you're trying to reach bigger audiences, you're trying to sound and be, uh, not just sound, not, you're not just trying to put on appearances. You're trying to actually be a bigger person, a, a more developed human being. You got to be that. So I can't, you can't be unintelligible when you're just saying something. And that's where I feel like maybe that will come with time. You know, he's still a young guy. That's cool. And it's just going to take time for us to see that next level, that next evolution of little baby. I assume even the name will change. Not little baby no more. I like seeing this kind of a documentary because um, it's not only about getting out of the hustle and turn into music and, and being successful. But it's something that is, is actually kind of a deeper insight. I feel like is like he had to like get his mind right about it. You know, it's not like just making the right decisions. It's like, you got to get your mentality, right. And it's something that's addressed here is like, you know, being in the trap, you know, just caught in that, in that world and that lifestyle it seemed like there's no way out. It seems like it, it, it's a trap. That's why they call it it, you know? But to be able to get out, it's not just making the right moves. It's like you got to have your mind right to be confident enough, to be strong enough, to not only make those moves, but stick by them and against the odds, keep pushing in that direction. And, you know, the, the documentary here, it, it kind of culminates with the 2020 Grammys where he kind of got shut out, you know, from any acknowledgement, even though he had the best selling album of that year. And you think, well, that deserves some kind of recognition. And 
you know, for me personally, like just kind of understanding and watching the history of the Grammys, I don't put a lot of stock in that. Don't, you know, that's not something that as a music artist, I feel like that's become passe. It's, it's not really a judge of, one is not really a judge of how good your music is. And it's also not a judge of how successful you are as an artist, right? There's maybe better ways of determining that than some award. And I think that goes for most awards. They're just nice things to have, but they don't necessarily mean a whole lot. And so, you know, you see that. You see that buildup of like, oh, it's going to happen. We're going to get that recognition. We're going to get that spotlight. And it doesn't. And you, you know, you, you even think, well, this is a man who's, who's trying to get this going and trying to keep it going, building his money, building the legacy for his family and all that. And like, you hope something like this ain't a setback. It, it is not going to like turn him away from it. And obviously it doesn't. It goes on to still do bigger and better stuff. And, you know, the way it ends is like, there's more to come and it's going to be moves you're not ready for. Okay, let's let's do it. I'm I'm down. Let's see. So for me, this was a great eye opener in terms of this is an artist I'm not too familiar with, but I recognize the the I recognize the vision. I recognize the the talent even, and I'm interested to see what happens. You know where it goes next. So that's two oh nine Untrap, the story of little baby, and that's a recommendation. Check that one out. Uh, this has been interesting. I just wanted to kind of talk about some of these, talk about some of the artists and maybe my thoughts on them. And and maybe you, maybe you have better understanding. Maybe you, maybe you even disagree. You don't get these artists. That's cool. The point is, I just wanted to address and acknowledge hip hop and the, and the culture and the legacy and the history of it. And I can't wait to see where we go from here. So look, that's been another episode of Film Streak. And thanks for checking this out. Thanks for listening. So if you're just maybe hearing this episode, hearing Filmstreak for the first time, that's cool. Thank you. Go to Filmstreak.com. You can find some other episodes there. You can subscribe. You can even sign up to get the new episodes come to you directly by email. So you don't even need to use a podcast app or service or anything like that. Um, Also, there's a list to IMDb. I have all of these films Every film that I've talked about, all 209 now on a list in IMDb, and you can go there. You can rate or review them as much as you like. You can add them to your list, or you can see if they're available to watch anywhere. And uh, look, uh, this has been fun. It's been interesting just checking out some documentaries again. It's a, it's a world that I visit every now and then, and um, we'll get back to some more you know, dramas and, and horror films and all that stuff coming up. But um, in the meantime, I'm going to go just, uh, first I'm just going to check out some hip hop. It's going to go see what's up, what's going on. And then probably watch some new movies. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs>